Welcome to Meet an African Pastor podcast. My name is Anthony Seitzma, and in this podcast, I interview different African pastors so that people around the world can hear about what their lives are like and pray for them. And most importantly, this gives all of us an opportunity to learn from the African church. Thank you for listening. Hello again. Welcome to our podcast. I'm here in person with my friend, Pastor Max, and he's going to share with you about his life and about his ministry. I've known Max for quite a number of years now, at least since 2014. So it's good to be with you. Max, welcome. Can you tell us your full names and tell us about your your age and your family and where you pastor? Yeah, my name is Pastor Max Emero. I'm born of 1961. So I got saved in 1979 on the 21st July. And from that time, I started work as a pastor. Uh, in 1980, I began, I began, that's when I began pastoring. So how I came to Christ, I was once typical Catholic, and I used to talk recklessly, not not knowing that it is God who does all things, and it is he, him, who knows the future of any, any person. So, when God sees that I was talking carelessly, I felt sick. Mm. In 1978, I got my, my, my neck here got swollen. And when that neck got burst, it created a hole there. Mm. So I went to different health centers, powerful ones, but I didn't recover. I even tried to go to witch doctors, and the witch doctors discouraged me more. Mm. There is a time that I went to witch doctor, it was 20, on the 23rd November 1978. That is when the witch doctor told me that I will not celebrate the 25th Christmas. So I came back when I was so discouraged. But as I was worrying about myself, two of my brothers came and preached gospel to me. They told me to take a choice. They said, here we have come to lead you to Christ. So they told me to choose, to act, first of all, to accept Jesus Christ as my personal savior. And from there, they told me to not to expect even health, but to expect any of, the, of those things to happen, one of the things to happen to me. They said, even if you die, when you are saved, you will inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. And if not, 
God has done that with a purpose for you to serve him. You'll get healed. So I got saved with that message. And right away, I said, no, now it is God who can do to me what he can do. I, one day I prayed to God, but if it is your will for me to die, first of all, forgive me, and when I die, prepare a place for me. And if not, let me get healed from this sickness. So I, be, I began seeing the changes of my life. And by that time, I was anemic. Even if you cut the skin, it cannot even get wet. There was no blood. I can say I had not enough blood to survive with. And I was very thin. So when I confessed like that, one day I decided to cut my skin, my hand. I saw blood coming. That is the beginning of my hope that I'm going to get healed. So when I got healed, immediately I felt so many changes. And my pastors encouraged me that God has healed you for a purpose. So now begin to serve the Lord. They gave me a responsibility in the church to be a Sunday school teacher. Because I was wise enough, they took me to a, a, a training on how to preach, how to evangelize, how to serve the Lord. So quickly, I didn't even take time. They took me to, to start the church under the, uh, under the tree. So I went and I began the church there. Successfully, many people came to Christ. So from that time, I pastored from 1980 up to 1985. That's when I got married. Mm. So I got married, wedded on the 14th, December 1985. By that time, I was given to lead the youth in the assembly. So I was leading a youth as well uh, secretary in the assembly as well as pastor. Because of the challenges pastors meet, I decided to pastor two churches it's every Sunday. Mm. Early in the morning, I go to one church. After pastoring up to uh, three, nine, up to 9 a.m., I have to transfer to another church pastoring up to uh, midday. Mm. Uh, and I just, I was just footing, I, I, I felt it. And I was, I had that, uh, uh, that anointing and uh, that, uh, that, that uh, concern to see that I have to serve the Lord. And I, I expected changes. So when I got married, God blessed me with seven children by that time. So when I was having seven children, I decided 
to, to, to pick my mind to go to the Bible College. So I went to the Bible College in 1996. So I started there due to the challenges of finance. Uh, it took me four years, but I was supposed to be there for three years. And kindly enough, God helped me. He gave me grace to perform very well and also got scored uh, above the average. So I ended up with a diploma. Mm. So I met different levels of people there. I was the only person who has a lower level of study because my studies, I started up to primary seven. And I stayed at home for 20 years and mm -hmm. go to the Bible College. Yes. But so, <laughs> it, it was really challenging. Mm -hmm. Even the principal was a bit a, a skeptical to admit me. But they saw me, I don't know what they learned from me, and said, ah. they asked me several questions. Well, why, what's your purpose of being here? I said, my purpose of coming here, I want to serve. So can he really man manage? And they, when they asked me, I said, that's why I've come. I want you to do something to change me, to enable me to work, do the work. So they admitted me, but I did very well. So from that time, when I came back, God again blessed me with more of four children, and I have the family. So how many children do you have now total? I have 11, 11 children total, wow. four girls and seven boys mm -hmm. in my family. So, and I have other people again. So God has given me a responsibility to take care of many people again mm. in the family. And that is how I am. I was appointed, I was appointed to do, to, to, I was given to pastor a church in Amuria town as an urban church. I pastor the church, that church for 10 years. Mm. From there, 2011, I was transferred to Wera, where I'm now currently pastoring. And maybe for the listeners, where is Wera in Uganda? Which part of Uganda? Wera in Uganda is when you come, is in the uh, Soroti region, Teso region. Like and kind of eastern? E eastern side. North, of Uganda more and in, in, in the way we as a mission as a named it we are in the northern Teso pastorate it and is within Teso land what kind of church are you from uh, I am in Pentecostal Assemblies of God mm -hmm. that's the church I'm come I come from mm -hmm. yeah so now as I talk I serve as a IBS a teacher, training other pastors. So what, what does IBS stand for? In service Bible school. Okay. Mm. And so you're teaching other pastors now? Yeah, I teach other pastors and train them. Mm. Okay. As well, assembly pastor, taking care of five assembly uh, assemblies. Mm -hmm. mm. Do you do other work besides pastoring to support those 11 children? Um, only what I do as a, uh, I'm just a farmer. There is no other work again from 
serving the Lord and cultivating that staff food for supporting the children. Mm -hmm. And it is just by God's grace. Sometimes some people bless me and enable me to take my children to school. Mm. As I talk, my, my elder boy is electrician mm -hmm. and others are still at school. One of them has got married and I push them mostly uh, only four are remaining but the uh, rest of them have completed sin up to senior four okay mm, in my level as being a pastor maybe um in real brief uh tell us about your farm your your gardens about to the locate the gardens i have i have only uh, four four acres four acres four acres and within those acres I sometimes hire some from outside mm -hmm. and the major, the major crop that I grow is cassava, mm -hmm. granites, and within the home I take I, I do care take care of domestic animals like pigs and uh, chicken and when the time of uh, paying school fees those are the things I sometimes sell. Mm -hmm. mm. So um, your pastors that you are overseeing, you're overseeing a number of pastors? Yes. As, a, as an assembly pastor? Yeah. How many pastors do you oversee? I oversee within my assembly that I'm heading. I oversee six branch church pastors. And from other assemblies, if I count all of them, uh, there are five, four uh, assembly pastors and and from there, they have also four um, more 20 branch church pastors. Okay. Um, but like those six that you are shepherding, how, how much income do they get from the church? Like how much does the church support them? Uh, from here for us, in, the, in, the, in a rural setting, and, uh, most especially for us here in Teso, we have met so many challenges and due to those challenges it has given the, the, the so many the, the way of giving law for me are the only the way i handle my pastors um like monthly we might get something like two hundred thousand um monthly if i collect all those six churches we get 200 either 300, but from that, we have a percentage. Um, certain percent we take to the pastorate, and we remain with 70%. Out of 70%, we take 10% as a provident fund for pastors. From that 10%, 2% is for me as assembly pastor for, for provident fund. And also, when we remain with 60%, that 60%, 20%, percent, percent, that is my support. And 20%, it is support for the branch church, my associate pastors. We get that 20% and we divide according to the number. So what does that come to, roughly? 20% mm, of 100, you know, that is 
20,000 divided by 4. You, you imagine. So they don't get 20,000, they get a fourth of 20,000. Yeah, yeah, they get that fourth of 25 five each. So 5,000 for those listening is about about a dollar and 25 cents. Something like that. <laughs> it depends. The other churches also, they do work in it separately. Tough. It's very tough. It is really very tough. Those are the challenges we are meeting. Mm. And due to those challenges, has given us not to, uh, many people not to accept to that service. Because when you are a, leader, a church leader, even if you go to the bank to get someone as a loan, the first thing they, these, these people tell ah, those people are not earning. Mm. Uh, how can they get? Uh, how can they pay the loan? So it is the challenges we are meeting here in Uganda, mm. most especially in Teso region. Okay. Uh, so now, what we are trying, we are trying to teach people to know the benefit of giving mm. and pay their tithe, and then, and sometimes they we are they are improving. Mm. Like uh, the past uh, month, we got something like 400,000. Mm. So from that 400,000, they at least got something. Okay. Yeah. That's a big challenge. Now, let's. Uh, I, I know people will pray for you about that challenge who are listening. But let me move now to a different uh, question. Mm. If we were to try to understand your ministry and watch you, observe you for a week, what would you do in that week? What would we see you doing each day? In that week, in, in my ministry, within a week, as always so Sundays, uh, Saturdays, we have prayer and fasting from different, different churches, branch churches. Mm. And me, I, I can go where I can decide to go. So uh, on Sunday, that is a, that is a day for uh, service. Mm -hmm. uh, and other within those that week, I have spared like two days to stay with the, my family to help my family. And also, I have to give at least once one day to go and and plan for the what IBS. Mm -hmm. uh, in the office of the pastorate. That is how and we handle some trainings, like uh, we have refresher courses, mm -hmm. training the pastors how to handle the services within the, 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 the church, like baptism and other things like that, burials, and the dedication of the children. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Good. Um, Tell us more about your, some of your weekly habits, uh, your devotional times, your prayer times. What are some of your daily habits and weekly habits? So for my devotional time within the week, uh, we used to do it during, uh, in most, mostly Saturdays. Saturdays. Is my a devotion day for me mm. uh, and other uh, intercessors within the different uh, churches. That is the day we have selected for. And in Fridays, 
some of uh, encourage them to have the Bible studies, most especially beginning at at two, like two hours they do Bible studies, and they depart like that. And uh, I've categorized them according to the ministries, women ministries department. They also have to select their own day. The youth department, they also have to select their day. So my work is just to encourage and see their needs, how they want, and I give them advice mm. how to handle the ministry. Okay. Mm. Um, we, we mentioned some of the challenges about being a pastor. How does your wife feel about you being a pastor with all those challenges? According to, the, to my wife, because during the time we, we conducted our marriage, it was the prayer of my wife. One day we shared it and we were just joking about it. The wife revealed that it was her prayer that she wants somebody who is a pastor mm. to take care of her faith. So now God gave me her as a pastor. Mm. So she is comfortable even if she missed the challenges said it is me who prayed for. Mm. Yeah. For me, I'm comfortable with my wife, and she's the one who is, who is encouraging me mm -hmm. not to give up from work because due to the what the challenges I met, mm -hmm. uh, the problems I met before I got saved. Mm -hmm. So she's encouraging me. Mm -hmm. uh, but from there, I see what God is doing to me. God has given me grace, mm. even if I don't have enough support. But I take long without getting problems like sickness like other people do. Mm. I take long. I say that's God's grace mm. to me. Maybe because of being his servant. Mm. So uh, God has granted me that. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, is there anything that you like to do in your free time when you're not working? that you do for rest or for enjoyment? To do for? When you're resting, what do you like to do when you're resting or you just want to enjoy yourself? When I'm resting, what I, I used to do, I used sometimes to read the Bible and read those other Christian books mm. that can uh, encourage me, that can give me the directions how to work mm -hmm. and Sometimes I used to revise the manuals we used to train our church pastors and prepare for my sermons. Mm -hmm. That's what I used to do in him during my rest. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. And also, during my free time, I have to organize the visitation. There are some people that I go, some of the Christians, I go and visit them and encourage them, counseling them, mm -hmm. like that. When you, when you make those visits, are they also expecting you to bring a gift to them? No, only when you go, it is you, it is me to decide either I go with something, or, but it is their joy to see that I've stepped in their families, mm. to share with them, mm -hmm. and to, to encourage them, either to counsel them. And there are so many uh, wrangles within the families. When you go, they say it is God who has brought you. That's when they will reveal their problems. I always sit them down and cancel them. Mm. And it's their joy. Most of them, 
they want me even to pray for them. Mm. Uh, when I'm with them, they, they, when you reach to their families, they say, ah, it is now a chance go, pastor is going to pray for us now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, people are very receptive to pastoral visits here. Mm. They always make time for the pastor, it seems. I, for me, I don't make time. I just go abruptly. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't make an agreement with them that I, such and such a day will come. Yes, I just go abruptly. Mm. Then they see me. Ah, they say, "Hi, Pastor, welcome." Because when I do that, uh, I, 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 I will sometimes take them uh, unexpectedly. Yeah. That uh, when they are either they are people who are committed, mm. that's like that. That's why. I don't make agreement with them, appointment with them. So that you get them when they're not ready for you and that t it tells you what, 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 what is the advantage that they don't know that you're coming? The advantage is for them to know that I'm not, I'm not going there. Yeah, the, I'm saying you're saying it's good that they don't know you're coming, you just arrive. Yeah. Why is it good? It is good because when you tell somebody I will come, you just get them preparing everything. Okay. So I take them unaware. So they'll, they'll try to make like a big meal or something. Uh, yeah. But when you surprise them, it can be more mm. simple. They can even enter into the uh, debts. Into debts. And the uh, pastor is coming. And he will help me. No. For me, I'm not for that. Yeah. Anything that I get, I share with them. If it is there, if it is not there, so, I stay with them and share prayers. Like that. So you're really trying to help them because of the hospitality culture. You don't want to make them spend a lot of money to feed you, yeah. and so you surprise them instead. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need to be doing that in my visits also. <laughs> um, as you look at your church, uh, where you pastor, um, or the including the branch churches where you pastor, how do you see God using? The Christians in your church, how is God working in them? How is God using them? Uh, in, within the church I'm pastoring, the way God uses my Christians, most of them they get revelations. And when they go to that home where they are revealed to go, exactly they get what they have got mm. in a vision. And when they prayed, God works. Mm. Uh, God works. And for us, in my church, I don't want the issues of those properties. Mm. Those um, misfortune people, they say, we are going to deliver. No, 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 we don't do that. If you have a problem, we can share it. And if you know that you have done something uh, which is not uh, in God's way, we share with you and we pray about it. And if you know where you have put something, even you can show us, we can pray and come and uh, dig it out from there. We don't go with that idea of uh, going uh, to, 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 to deceive people that God has, the Holy Spirit has led me, you have put something here, you have put charms here. No, we don't want that. Mm. Yeah. But you said that uh, the people in your church will get a revelation from God that they're supposed to visit a certain family? Mm. How does that revelation work? They're receiving, did you say a vision? The, what I meant by this revelation, mm -hmm. 
there are some issues that happen within the family. And from there, you find that maybe a, 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 a wife and husband has a problem. Yeah. And husband has a, another, another decision. Mm. God used to reveal to those people that you go to the family, there is issue, there's misunderstanding within yeah. themselves. They just go, they don't go and rush to say, yeah, that's why we, are come, we have come to see, to, to be with you, to share with you a prayer, what's the problem, you can see, give us also and we share. But maybe for those of us listening, some of us, we don't always get such revelations and we want to, we want to hear the Lord speak to us. So what, what advice can you give if we want to be sensitive to the Lord speaking to us like that, that do we need to go visit someone? Do you know what I'm asking? How can we grow in that ability to hear from the Lord? From me as a pastor, I encourage them to have such a fellowship. They can even make an appointment, something like come together. Eh? Mm-hmm. And they, they even alert the other person that we are coming to be with you, just to fellowship together within your family. Mm-hmm. And people will go there with a little of support, something like sugar, soap, mm-hmm. and, and just a little money that can contribute mm-hmm. just to bring a, a relationship to show that, to show love, mm-hmm. hospitality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, that you and that uh, we also work, work do it in, in that way. Mm. Do it in that way. We go and sometimes I also go with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give me time to to give a word and to encourage, mm-hmm. and uh, we pray mm-hmm. and even evangelize within. The people will see you even if they see you going there. They also come nearby people who have not believed. You're talking about neighbors. Mm. They come and see what are they doing there. And when it, it will be an opportunity for us to preach for the, the gospel for them. And some of them get come to Christ even. You know, in the United States, if you go to someone's home and you say you want to preach to them, most likely they will just close the door on you. But you're telling me that you go and visit and even the neighbors will come mm. to listen. They, they, yes, <laughs> they come to listen. It's very different, very different culture. Yeah. Very different from what we're used to. Because... Uh, because for us here, there are some um, uh, people from within their churches, they have not uh, edified with the, what, the word of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have that need to hear the word of God. When they hear us preaching the Pentecostals, they say, these people I know, I don't know why, how they preach. They preach good message, they encourage, and they even give hope mm. of going to heaven. But our churches, they just cover things. Mm. They don't. So they, they feel it good when they see us going within their neighbors. They come together mm. to share with us. Mm. Mm. Okay, Max, we're only going to take a few more minutes. Um, let me ask just a few more questions as we get near the end. Mm. Is there something, I know you're, you're, you're getting older, but is there something you still want to learn how to do? Something that you still want to um, discover or, or learn? Some new skill that you want to acquire? You know, my problem is uh, this time of dot com. Uh, I have only this uh, 
a small phone. Mm. I don't know about the issues of flat or what platforms there, but I, I, I have that need. Mm. Yeah. Like I, you hear about WhatsApp and uh, with Facebook that, and when all I, that. Whenever I heard, <laughs> hear that, I don't feel it. Mm. I also have that eager. If I also have know. one and I learn how to do that, I can do more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that I have that feeling. Have you asked one of the young people of your church to teach you? Yes, I will, I, I will ask them. But only my problem, this phone, a big one, <laughs> with that little money, I can't buy, afford mm. to buy it. Yeah. Yes, but I have that, that desire. That desire to but, also, me also to see that I can put what I do to be heard from abroad. Yeah, mm. that would be something very good to learn. Uh, what do you think that North American churches can learn from the Ugandan churches? Uh, what? So my, my churches back in the United States, mm. what can they learn from the Ugandan churches? Um, your churches from United States, what they should learn from Uganda churches is uh, only about cultures anyway. Mm. Uh, there are some things that we see um, we, we, that, that has brought differences. Our churches from here and the other churches from there. There is a way that churches behave as they are more spiritual than the other ones. Mm. And there is a way with some people, but all that comes because of the culture. Mm. Uh, like uh, dressing code. When you see the other people, they don't bother about the breaths and what. Mm. But for us here, we are trying our level best to see that all those private parts are covered mm. and not seen. So if there is a way we can unify all that, believe, and we go together, I think it will be very nice. Mm. Mm. All right, thank you for that. Um, just the last two questions. Mm. Um, you can handle them the way you want. One, how would you like the people who are listening to pray for you, or how would you like them to pray for your church? And then, is there any last message that you want to share with those who are listening that's anything that's on your heart, any encouragement um, to share? So you can handle those two questions. Oh, only what I want the people who are listening this to pray for me, let God help me to, 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 to cover what he, the dot com world is doing today, such that I can also proclaim the gospel to the even to the Western mm. churches. And also, I want them to uh, pray for me. Let, uh, the, let God give me knowledge and wisdom mm. to, 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 to lead the church, that, that, that to point the church to Christ, who is the way, the truth, and life. Mm. Let me not mislead the church. But let me, let God give me wisdom to make sure that I prepare people for God's kingdom. Mm. And also, let them pray for my church members to feel that burden of giving in order to improve the proclamation of the gospel. Mm. Uh, because when they're giving, and they, 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 it is easy even to send the missionaries outside, it's even easy to support the ministry evangelism and do other things. Above all, let God help or oh, uh, prosper the church 
such that they can enable to implement the what the commission God has given because it is the it is our commission that God has commissioned us to go to all the world and give the word of God mm. so that is my request to the, the, the listeners of this mm. message and also let them pray for Uganda as whole mm. churches of Uganda and above all let let them pray let not the spirit of homosexuality get here mm. or all over the world let people understand what they should do mm. as christians yeah and it is my request that if there is a way we can uh, some of the churches from there can support us by prayer, encouraging us, sending us other and uh, scriptures that manuscripts uh, that can help us mm -hmm. to to learn more about the word of God. Mm -hmm. That will be very good. All right. Yeah. Okay, Max. We'll end there. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony and sharing about your life, sharing about your church and your ministry. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, welcome. Uh, God bless you and your church and your family. Amen.